I'm good with the shuriken. No, I don't think so. Have you ever seen me throw? Well, them? I happen to have some shurikens with me right now. I Let's think I go did test. in our basement at some point, didn't no, I? No, I didn't throw shurikens. You never did? Are you sure we had shurikens? I know you did. I never threw them. Why not? Because I'm so deadly with them. Because <laughs> you didn't know where it would you, end up. You can't yeah. not kill somebody with them. Exactly. Even if you're at home exactly. alone. That's, that doesn't make you a good that's ninja. How, that's how <laughs> that's dangerous a ninja, a ninja I am. That's, oh. a, that's not ninja-like. Sure that's more of like a poor impulse control. Exactly. Ninjas can control shurikens. Okay, so maybe I'm a ninja with like ADHD. Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the pop culture podcast coming to you directly from Mr. Cordy University. Two old professors talking about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And hey, Alan, I got a question for you. Uh, what's that question? Do you want to build a dam? Because they built the dam. I don't think you can say dam. I can say dam because it's dam. I think you can say dam. No. No. Before we run, get into the topic of today's to, show. Did you sing? I did. So that's what you have? No, I've got something even better. Do you want to build a da- am? I've got something even better. I don't think so. I do, because I have it, sad it. news. Yes. This is before we get to the topic of today, which is Frozen 2. I have sad news. Yes. For longtime listeners of the <gasps> podcast. Numbers have died. Yes. We may have reached the end of numbers on the podcast. Why? And why is it sad? <laughs> Two questions. <laughs> Two direct follow-ups. <laughs> one didn't need to be Number asked. Number one, why? <laughs> Number two, why would anybody As long-time care? listeners of the show will know, yes. a lot of the numbers we've relied on the Box Office Mojo website. <gasps> Box Office Mojo is no more? No, no. Oh. It's a pay, f- pay site now? It's a pay site now. Wow. That's it's, even worse. It's part of IMDb Pro, which means you have to pay $19.99 a month or $149.99 a year. And even then... A year? Even then... They've gotten rid of all of the all-time charts. Wait, did you say $20 a month? Well, it's also part of IMDb Pro, what, what, so I assume you're getting other stuff besides what, yes, that. Yes, you do get other stuff, but IMDb Pro is also owned by Amazon. What do they uh, – but what does Mojo provide? Well, they've got they've got the numbers. It's all the it's wow. all the data and stuff. But they apparently they did get rid of like all of the all-time lists. Like even if you go behind the paywall, they're not there. Why? I don't know. We should have this done happened sh- in like October. Why didn't you tell me this? We should I just found it out. We haven't done films for a while, and we I haven't sh- done numbers for a while. So we I, went should- to do, I went to get some numbers on Frozen 2, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. Do you think we should uh, do the death of Box Office Mojo, and so. Amazon is the villain? Yeah. So, yes. So thank you to Box you, Office Mojo You've got to be kidding for me. For providing the bulk of my material for the last two and, and a half years. to hell with Box Office Mojo because we're not going to use them anymore. No, I, I don't blame them. So you got to make a buck, but I blame Amazon. Ooh. They don't have to make a buck. Sure they do. They, Amazon makes money. Don't you think they were making money, but Amazon's just making more money now? Mm, it's, like sure ne- it's like Mojo Netflix well, cutting shows they because they, they don't own the whole uh, thing. Somewhat lucrative if Amazon bought them. but Exactly. Amazon doesn't buy... So no, but maybe the guy wanted to get out of the box office mojo racket. Mr. Mojo. The guy? There's yeah, one Mojo's guy you think doing it. all that? Actually, there's two that created it. Mo it was, and Joe. I don't know their names. <laughs> Bo Mojo. But yeah. So, but yes. So my wow. my go-to source for numbers. So we're not gonna do numbers anymore. Is no more. I don't know how. Not certainly not to the. He can't that we've just done Google the, the yeah. numbers he's right. looking no, for. No, no, absolutely not. Like <laughs> God yeah, forbid no. he goes to Google and puts absolutely in you know, box be, office. Could there be of any movie. actual work to do the show besides going to the same place over and over really? and over again? Really, you're the one that's gonna complain <laughs> about work on the show. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna complain about work. I've been watching Crisis on Infinite Earths the last couple nights. I haven't that watched is, that yet, so don't spoil it for me. That's work. Don't. Spoil I can't it believe for me. Dark Phoenix died. 
Okay, that makes no sense. <laughs> it's a crisis. Also, why are you surprised by that? Dark <laughs> Phoenix always dies. <laughs> it should have started the funeral. So, anywho, so yeah. today's topic: Frozen Two. Oh boy. I'm assuming we're wait, doing wait, our usual. You didn't answer the second question. What? Why are we sad? Well, I'm sad. Okay, fair. Is that you know? It's one of our our longest running shticks on the show. It's true. Which could continue if yeah. you simply do. It did. I don't think like literally. <laughs> Any, any effort, effort. Well, I doubt you're going to have the same the level of detail in terms of like the genres. Now and, I have to see like that. So, Mr. Numbers, if he can't just if he can't just plagiarize, it's nice having a one. Hey, I gave free. them credit. I gave them credit. Which now that they're owned by Amazon, if I ever use them, I will absolutely give them credit because Amazon will come after us. Do you think so? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Amazon would want to buy us. Oh, but you obviously wouldn't want to sell out like that. No, not at all. So. <laughs> Not for any if number of If I just Googled of box office of Frozen 2 and got all the numbers that we usually get. Yeah, but you don't get the breakdown by genre over time or comparison to other studios or... Really? So if, if Rich were to or, Google you know, that, top 10 those, shark those top exact 10 words. Disney princess movies that he would not come up I'm with? I'm not sure Frozen counts as... I guess they are Disney princesses. <laughs> just for, is Frozen 2... I, I, I <laughs> guess they might be princesses? Well, for some reason I think of... Do you realize they, they are, are literally <laughs> princesses? Technically they're queens by the end of the film. Well, they can't both be a queen. Well, they can be at the end of the film. Fair point. Yeah, but they're yeah. princesses. But, that's a, yeah. but by definition, if they were queen, they were princes at some point. Exactly. Did you say princes? Princesses. princesses. I'm sound like you said princesses. There's too princesses. many S's. I don't like saying yeah, princesses. There's too, too many, many S's. S's. <laughs> so many S's. Yeah, you do know they are, in fact, part of the princess genre. Yeah, I guess they are. Yeah. For some reason, I think a Frozen is outside Again, you guess they are. Totally not. You're so reluctant. I'm a little tired. Not why would you? Why would you be? The whole loss of numbers has really hit me hard. I'm <laughs> like, sort of in a deep state of mourning. Like who is Princess in the Fog? The uh, Tiana? Yes. Yes. If she's a princess, they are definitely princesses. Why do you say that? It's because she's black. <laughs> yeah, you, you knew. I knew you were going to the same place. Don't I was not. I, totally I was going to say she's not royalty, but yeah. okay. I, mean, I do counts. not want to play the race card. I never saw oh, that one. Oh, so I, don't I know. think we're playing the race card today. Well, you played it. God. We talk about Frozen. 2. Do I need to cut no, that? No, I don't think so. It's you just a, it's a think harmless so? child's comic. Oh God! Wait, which comic? Frozen Two. Frozen Two. Oh, okay. So, but they are princesses. Yes, they are. Let's be clear. Yes. So um, I've got a couple of things from Hope to start. Okay, that seems like a good place start to start. Start on an optimistic note. Okay. Jonathan Groff. I don't know who that is. Is the love of Hope's life. Who is Jonathan Groff? You do not know. Oh, wow. Is Hope, he the one whoa. that does Kristoff? Yeah. Okay. It's a big Broadway guy. Oh, is he? Okay. Yes. I will check, say. Check this. I think he played the king in, in. Hamilton. Oh, okay. Wow. I will say what was his name that Jonathan Kristoff's. Jonathan Kristoff? Jonathan Groff. Oh. Kristoff is the character. <laughs> So, well so Rich, I assume you've not seen the movie. So many S's yes. in Groff. <laughs> no. It's too many S's. Too many F's. Right. Too many fuffuses. <laughs> too many fuffuses. <laughs> so anyway. I will say one of the highlights of the, the film for yeah. me was the Christoph boy band video. That was, yeah. that was, I enjoyed that. That was nice. Well, it had this, um, that, that was a really beautiful moment that kind of inverted a bunch of things that you kind of, so, like, Usually that would be the song that the girl would sing. Yes. In a traditional movie, and it's the guy singing it and kind of pining away, and he's nothing yes. without her. And it was, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, way. it worked on a number of levels. But Hope absolutely loves him, okay. at least for the time being. Anyway, okay. she said. Wow, are you describing Hope as fickle? 
No. Okay, just checking. Quote, his voice is smooth and rich with a juicy vibrato. Hmm. Okay. I just wrote down what she told me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I hope to not say it in that tone, though. And do you know he does the reindeer voice himself? And can sing on pitch with it, which is apparently quite an impressive accomplishment. Why would I be surprised that he does the reindeer voice when it's always Kristoff doing the reindeer because voice? Because he's not Kristoff. You're aware of this, right? There are people voicing characters. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but Your assumption that the same person has to do this. But when Kristoff, when you hear the reindeer voice, it's always Kristoff pretending to be the reindeer. Right, exactly. So doesn't why would I be surprised if the John same actor that plays Kristoff plays the character well, that Kristoff is? Well, usually with voice actors, they can't, like, usually they're bringing people to do that. And that's a professional, sir. A professional putting you in your place. Looks like your lack of numbers has really thrown you off. I'm a professional. Wait, I'm a professional? He literally goes back and forth between Kristoff and the reindeer. Yeah. So why would I be surprised that it's the same person? Why would you be surprised it wasn't? I wouldn't be surprised either way, but you're acting like the fact that it's the same person Um, is some sort of remarkable thing. Alan, follow up on the other. Yes, he is the king. Thank you very much. No, that he can sing on pitch is the surprising thing. Just because he's, he's talented. Because he's got a yes, juicy vibrato. that is what we are, you know, that celebrating kind of his point, talent. Wasn't it? Yes, we were celebrating <laughs> Jonathan Groff playing both characters. We were going. Somebody, he is so talented that he all about himself. How did I make that and about myself? And how smart he is about cartoons. What? Oh my god. Um, the the breakout song from this is "Into the Unknown." Meh. Yeah, but Anna's um, song with Olaf when he's dying is much better, according to Hope. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, the next right thing. It's okay, he doesn't really die. I, I, I thought all the songs were fine. I didn't really feel like any of them were quite the standout that Let It Go was. I also didn't feel like they were trying to make one the standout like Let It Go was, so I was oh, fine with it. Oh, they wanted to. You think so? Oh, for sure. But oh, yeah, I didn't Disney. feel that way. Right, because you know what Disney did? They, were like, they went to the writers of the music, they said, here's what we want. Good but not great songs. Please, nothing that breaks out. Yeah, like, uh, we don't want to stand one, out. No hits. Send this no one back. Hits. It's too good. I didn't too say catchy. it was intentional. <laughs> yeah. I just said my actually, impression. Rich I, Rich, I found stuff online my, where they actually sent stuff back, and they were like, this has got hit written all over. It's I, not what we And we, we want. as Disney do not want to be noticed. No, we definitely. No hits. No hits. That was my impression, is none of the songs felt like they were trying You didn't bring hard. numbers, and we're angry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's so angry. Everything we say, Rich, he's really bitter about today. I'm not bitter. I just, what was bitter about? I liked all of the songs, but none of them felt like they were trying to. Here's hard. what's bitter. There's nothing bitter in that. Your stream of gold has dried up. What used to be given to you for free is no longer so free. Are you, are you suggesting that it's perhaps been it's been damned? Yes. We're getting there. Yeah, that damn was not a gift. I had actually, actually, had a, actually had a comment about the music. I think the problem with the music was it was mixed wrong. How so? When you this sat is a in wa- the th- this is a walk up to something. No, absolutely not. And Hope totally agreed Such with me in the act. Such bitterness. In the thank you, right? Somebody is very <laughs> cynical now that everything has a price in the world. <laughs> My God, if Box Office Mojo can be bought, <laughs> My Childhood can't. is just a price tag on it. I wasn't complaining about the fact that you were next the one thing, that was upset you know they got bought that they the, sold out. The next thing, Legos are going to be a big business. <laughs> No, to me, when you listen to those songs, they don't let the Broadway singers, who are really, really terrific singers, 
shine. The voices are muted and the orchestration is raised in a way that I think prevents a breakout song from even having the chance of happening. Now you're all mad. You're not even taking my point seriously anymore. You're sitting over there literally pouting. You yes, have the I look am. on your face. Yes, I am a pouting. <laughs> you have the look on your face. Stupid head. When Rich had the veto and then you got all upset about the veto. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you guys suck. <laughs> you just quit. <laughs> but the, it was... It was it I'm was not letting the, you take a picture of me pouting. It was the song mixing that was the problem. The okay. songs were mixed all wrong. So is that something? They probably should have gotten some more equipment from BFH or whatever it was. B and H. B and H. B and H. Yeah. yeah. Or had had Camera Ninja do it. Yeah. There would have been a better sound. Well, and I ball. wonder if it was one of those things when, when no? they released it. You think set. the Camera Ninja provides better sound? Oh yeah. He's not a sound ninja. He's a Camera Ninja. Have you listened to the Camera Ninja stuff? No. Like when those paintballs start flying. I haven't flying. listened to our show. What makes you think I listen to Camera Ninja stuff? <laughs> It was hurtful until he said the the. Uh, we didn't listen to our show. So, okay, well, but point. that's that's kind of a well-established fact on <laughs> yeah. this show. But um. But anyway, the drama of the songs was lost because it was poorly mixed. But I wonder okay. if it, when they Sound release the soundtrack no? of okay. the film, if it'll be changed. I hope so. Because I thought the songs were. I was perfectly happy with the songs. They were. They were. I thought they were fine. I yeah. agree with you. I mean, for me, it felt like. I mean, Let It Go obviously had kind of a message that transcended the film. Right. It didn't feel like any of the like all of the songs felt very plot based. In Agreed. Frozen Two, and so, so I didn't feel like there was I that. Mean, the Let It Go was song. plot based in a way too. It was, though. but it, but also it, it was still so had grandiose kind of that message that you could that, extract right. yeah. out. Well, but but um, Anna's song about you know, like grieving and and. Depression and that could be a transcendent song. Yeah. But like the last one actually, like Do You Want to Build a Snowman is also like it's a classically good song. Like it, it it's better than what we had in this movie. I think. Mm. It's a great song. Especially Olaf's song is really funny in the first one. I really one. don't like anything with Olaf. Okay, my next one is literally really in Olaf is hilarious. I find Olaf what? totally adorable. No. I love Oh no. Olaf, Olaf was so heavy handed. No. If he mentioned water having memory <laughs> one more time. Or the whole I don't want things to change. Half an hour later, things are changing. I'm sad. Like if he, if they could have used him anymore to underline the plot. No, could you please do the rest of your show in your yeah. Olaf voice? I wasn't really it's doing it in no, Olaf voice. You did for a minute. You, just, you verged on that. What did Olaf say uh, about water? And it's memory. It has memory? No, come on. Uh, now you're not even trying. No, I'm not. We had... Uh, you know, giving you what you so want. So this is going to be another <laughs> the Patrick bitterness, show. The bitterness has come back. <laughs> yeah. So... But yeah, no, Olaf was... I think Olaf is adorable. No. He's yeah. annoying. He's hilarious. He is the most annoying sidekick character in the entire Disney pantheon. He is pantheon. my favorite. Name a better one. He's my favorite Disney All of sidekick. Them. Really? One. Flounder. Okay, Flounder really? is stupid. No yes, way. But Olaf is stupider. No way. Flounder is terrible. Sebastian. No, I hate Sebastian. Why no. do you hate Sebastian? Nobody likes Sebastian. I love Sebastian. You His love whole point Sebastian? is to not be liked. Sebastian? Wait, is Sebastian the crab? Yeah. Yeah. No one's supposed to, because he's supposed to be the whole rules guy. Does he have a Jamaican accent? Yeah, he does. Okay. Hmm. We were at lunch the other day talking about Sebastian mm-hmm. and whether it would be okay to do a high school musical. Like a like a high school putting on the Little Mermaid, gotcha, and having Sebastian do the accent mm. locally, so Ooh, it's yeah, a white lo- kid yeah, doing. Locally, that's what's very your, problematic. What's your take not. on that? I'm gonna say no. That was yeah. the general consensus. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna Disney say. Disney no. got away with uh, something. The person at the table who had actually seen it didn't said, disagree. Said, <laughs> okay. What did they said it was okay. This person did not want to stake themselves, I think, to a politically unpopular okay. position in the district. But yeah, so Sebastian racist, not okay. No, yeah. so Olaf's better. I still hate Olaf. 
Of Olaf. Oh, His okay, reenactment no. of everything in the first film. Mm-hmm. I was on the floor. That was okay, so funny. I was not on the floor, but... It was funny, that was right? Fun, that was funny, but I just... I find him so grating. And His songs are the best, and then he melts and we cry. No, I didn't cry, because I was like, he's coming back. <laughs> You're such a cynic. Hey, well, it's, oh, it's, come it's, on! Like, Elsa was really going to stay dead. So you can't feel it. You can't let yourself feel emotion for not even a moment. I did not feel any emotion. Oh, there's no joy in the that... death of box office mojo, has yeah. it? No. My All you cry about. No, that my, bit of shell I, can't be broken, you know, by uh, a snowman <laughs> who's just happy to be alive. I yeah. hate loving childish he's, sidekicks. He's like okay, the Grinch. They're the worst. Okay, he is the I Grinch. I do not like... I just don't like Olaf. He sucks. <laughs> Olaf is the... No, Christmas he's not. cheer. No. He sucks. Olaf sucks. No, he's the best. Olaf sucks. I love Olaf. How can you love Olaf? He's adorable. He is not adorable. He is what the Wait Fords... a minute, you hate all things adorable. <laughs> That's the ironic... The, the, what is the going iron? on here? The, the ironic, the ironic quality of what we're talking oh, about Jesus, no. is that you love adorable and I hate it. <laughs> oh, yet Olaf, no. I love, which means he can't be adorable. Yes, he. Oh no, 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 no. He's some, you are he a transcends adorable. You're a hypocrite. <laughs> no, I'm not. You love all things adorable. I don't love all things oh, adorable. Oh, you do. I do not. Name one thing that's adorable you don't love. Care Bears. You love Care Bears. I do not love you Care Bears. You can name them all. That doesn't matter. That's because Valerie watched Care Bears. Oh, yeah, and here come the excuses. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like yeah, Care uh-huh. Bear Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, so no, you did, not Tenderheart. So, so you, did, you did not care for Olaf. I've never cared for Olaf. I thought Olaf, he might be my favorite part of the no, movie. I don't like Olaf to begin with, and then the fact that he was so heavy-handedly used for exposition in this film to underline the plot or the the themes of the whole like oh change is bad and so the film made for eight-year-olds you find (laughs) to be not plotted in the way that your 46 year old person it wasn't subtle like it so so you wanted something you know more scorsese like no i did not want something more i wanted more something more amusement park ride (laughs) (laughs) i like my theme park movies i know you do (laughs) theme park movies oh i forgot i have numbers I okay. brought numbers. Okay, that's good. What are the numbers on Rotten Tomatoes? It's like at 96%, I think I saw. Not when I checked. Oh, when did you check? So you check numbers. And no, you, I just yeah. saw, I and saw you saw chose it. not to bring them. Off the top oh. of his head. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, I think whoa, it's whoa, whoa, numbers. And then he admits he saw them. No, I just saw a commercial that said, you know, running at 96%. Oh. 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 Yeah, that's it. There's always an excuse. Oh, yeah. My it's sister so unlikely that I would have seen a commercial for Frozen on TV, because I never watch TV. You, well, you definitely wouldn't see oh, one for Frozen. Frozen too, maybe. in a good mood, and you ruined it. you realize Christmas is coming, right? This is our Christmas show. This is not the Christmas show. That's Star Wars. Is, right? Guess who doesn't care about the new Star Wars movie? You, Rich. I Rich. Would, I said he I said, would, he said there's yeah. too much Star Wars stuff in the world. Well, no, because there it's not special Wars. anymore. Like the, when the Star first Wars one new film came out, it's like, oh man, Star Wars. And now it's there's a lot of it now. Yes. It's not unique. The guy that laments the extended universe thinks there's too much. Right. It's become too much for him. Yeah. By the way, the Mandalorian will definitely reinforce that point of view for you. Oh, I love the Mandalorian. That's oh, terrible. <laughs> we're gonna definitely argue about the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. So what you both? Are, I mean, we're not if doing it now. If Baby Yoda were you... here, oh God, I, I would him. take him in two hands. Oh, don't tell And I would age. drop kick him as far oh, as I could. Why would you do that to Baby Yoda? He's a Baby Yoda. Because he's the worst of adorable. He's so adorable. He is the. Have you seen the Africa? He is the absolute the, climax the, the of the stuff of you love in Africa with him pushing the buttons. No, I it's, saw that you posted it, and I so chose good. consciously, so and of my own free will, not to watch it. Oh, oh my god! I love Baby Yoda. So the audience is at ninety-two when I check. Oh, okay. What are critics at? I'm gonna say eighty-five. Seventy. 
You guys almost split the difference exactly. Hmm. Which wins, though? 77. Oh, okay. oh okay. wow. Do you think the difference between 70 and 85 is 75? You think that's halfway in between? I'm a video person, not a math person. He's numbers. So it was 77 <laughs> with the critics. Oh, okay. Which I think is about right. Oh, I'd go way lower. I would not. <laughs> I think it's a passable kids movie until you get to my political complaint with the okay, film. Okay, I was going to say, I really Because hope I do have... You mean, you mean the racism in the film? Well, yeah, but like racism... Disney and racism? No. If, if we just talked about racism, like, we wouldn't be doing our job. It's worse than that. Like, it's not just a general racism, right? Okay. Like, there's a very... Oh, there's a lot of layers to it. There's a very particular problem. So why don't you start with the racism, and we'll kind of work towards... Oh, I don't even know where to start with the racism. Um... One of... I looked at Forbes. They had five big complaints with the film. Okay. One had to do with race. God, just one? Do you want to hear the others? Let's talk talk through that. Yeah, let's talk to the actor. All right, so, um, number one, the plot is too convoluted. It is a very complex plot... I will give them credit that they didn't just try to do a rehash of the first film. That's a nice thing to say about um, this movie. That it was like I was. I kept expecting Hans, the bad guy from the first film, to show because I mean Disney sequels always kind of yeah. follow a formula. At least so, a guy that danced like a peacock. Yeah. So I will give them credit Where that they. He? No, no, no. Hans was the one that Anna was originally in love with. But I meant the guy, the guy that danced like a peacock. But that's not Hans. That was I know. The, the, I said like the guy with the peacock, like him too. I wanted him. I expected oh. him to come back. Oh, okay, gotcha. Wow. Um, Somebody is. Yeah. Shut up. Um, so plot too convoluted. I wouldn't say too convoluted. No, I, I, I liked the complexity. I, I liked what they were going for. I, I applaud their ambition. That they were trying to write it for you. Even if they did ah, fall very, 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 very flat. To me, um, yeah, there were a couple of twists and loops added on that were, were extraneous. Number three. I'll come back to number two. Okay. Um, not much of an antagonist in the film. Forbes identifies the antagonist as the grandfather. To a, well, it's either the grandfather or it's nature. Like, that's, those are the two. You're right. There's not really a clear Disney bad guy. We do hate nature. Mm, so. We hate it so much. I, I, I don't know that I necessarily see that as a problem, but I would agree. There's not a, it's, there's not a clear you don't Disney see hating villain. Nature's a problem. In the sense <laughs> no, that, there's always, that there's always a clear Disney villain. So. Right, I doubt that there has to be, I guess, but this was a little, yeah. you know... Abstract. Yeah. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. Um, Anna or Anna and Kristoff's forced and rushed betrothal. Well, I don't know if it was forced and rushed. I mean, they've been together for three years in in the, the but time in the, frame film, of the film, the actual like the proposal. Oh, I didn't think it was rushed. I thought the moment it Hans, was one of my least favorite parts of the movie. Well, the moment Hans tries the first time to propose and botches it, I'm like, oh, so this is going to be the running gag until the end of the film when he finally does manage. You to know everything, which is impressive. It telegraphed itself, and yet a you bit. still called him Hans. Oh, sorry, Kristoff. Yeah, Kristoff. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Christoph's whole proposal bit. Like, the moment that, I was like, well, I know I what's won happening. Today. I won today. I just won today. Man, I didn't see that twist coming where Hans comes out of the ground and just like, oh, it's Hans disguised Hans, who Christoph. doesn't even show up in the movie. Yeah. I've got, well, I got my generic <laughs> blonde male leads in Disney films mixed up. Was Hans blonde? I think he was, or red-ish no. blonde. No. no. I don't think so. Anyways. Rich, look up a picture of Hans. Um, forgettable yeah. music, number four. What is that? Forgettable music. I'd say that's harsh. <laughs> I would say it's relatively forgettable. None of the songs really stick with me. I, I mean, I liked them all, but yeah, I mean, nothing really, I mean, not nothing reached the level of Let It Go, and so if that's what yeah. movies have to do, it means that they are, you know, falling short. 
What did I just miss? I was looking at Han. He's so, he's so unhappy. <laughs> and when he's unhappy, I think it makes for the best podcasting. I'm glad you don't, I don't Number five. Number five. Um, the noble savage oh. in the parentage of the princesses. Oh, God. It's And yes, they did call them princesses. It's such a hot mess. So talk to me a little bit about the hot mess of. Which part? Well, where do you, where do you want to start? Because there was one part that I thought was new. Okay. And particularly bothersome to me in terms of like, not new in terms of being an issue. Okay. But new in terms of being addressed. Okay. So what do you got? Where do you well, want to go start? Well, go start with your, your new okay. thing and then I'll. So my, compli- my political complaint goes like this. Mm-hmm. The film is on some level about racial reparations. Yes. I, right? Or, or so, I would say it's anti-colonialism, but, but, but same thing, same basic idea. But. That is a res- like to me, what's kind of new is this idea that there should be reparations. Mm. There's a, a clear kind of theme running through the film that the white people mm-hmm. downriver have abused, oppressed, and colonized the people upriver. Yes. And so it's up to Anna and Elsa to kind of make it right. Yes. And so the 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 plot, Rich, and you can cover yours if you want to. Like, I think, I think it, that's a fine idea to like mm-hmm. think about. Like, oh, no, I, I will like give the them credit for actually of, trying to tackle a kind of anti-colonialist message. But to me, reparations but are they, such a hot-button topic mm-hmm. in American society. Because if you say African-American reparations, yeah. like 48% of people in this country absolutely lose their freaking minds, mm-hmm. right? Is so, that an official number? I'm just looking at Trump's numbers. Okay. It's kind of... <laughs> How I'm begging that? You can argue the 48 if you want. I'm to. just curious, if you but have I'm, a source I'm, for that. That's number. that's where the number came from. Okay. Um, so the message is that Anna's going to destroy the dam, mm-hmm. which is the symbol of oppression, mm-hmm. and it's going to destroy her town. Mm-hmm. But that's okay mm-hmm. because that sacrifice has to be made. Mm-hmm. The oppressors have to pay mm-hmm. some kind of price mm-hmm. for what they've done. Mm-hmm. She destroys the dam. Mm-hmm. But in the end, mm-hmm. the town pays no consequence. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there is literally mm-hmm. no price paid. Like yes. it seems to be, it seems to me that the message about reparations is something like this: that white people don't need to do anything, that make no sacrifice beyond kind of acknowledging past wrongs. Yeah. That well, so I, long yeah. as Anna says we did terrible things, mm-hmm. everything's okay. Right. And so it wants to talk about race, racial reparations, and it wants to do so in, in what seems like a kind of serious way as an mm-hmm. undertone in the film. But in the end, it ultimately dodges the issue. Yeah, And it no. makes it an issue of white conscience again. Yeah. As long as white people are thinking rightly mm-hmm. and, and atoning by apologizing for right. the past, we're good. We don't have to worry about the systemic Yeah sort of um, inequalities that have been built in for an entire generation of people's lives. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I sort of look at the film in the context of colonialism, but but much of the same way, in the sense that there's a couple ways that I look at the film. One is that because of what happens in the end, it sort of suggests the idea You mean that the town getting saved? The town getting saved, the, the whole climax. Oh, okay, it so sort of suggests the idea... explain that briefly so that we... What was that? Do you want to talk about like the other parts of the climax? Well, no, the same things that you mentioned. The idea that that Anna destroys the dam, 
Um, but Elsa becoming but Elsa's a queen. Able, well, that's a whole. That's a, we'll get to the end of the film in a. Okay. In, <laughs> that's a whole other problem. That, well, it's, it's yes. part of the problem. It's part of the problem. But it suggests yeah. the idea that colonialism can police and fix itself. Right. Um, with good which, intentions. With which, yeah. But but we all know that that's not the history of colonialism. If you are that a does not colonialist. You probably don't have good intentions. Yeah, exactly. That, that <laughs> this idea that Just a thought. and and kind of like because there were two things that there my two major problems with the film. Um, I com I compare the film to two other recent films that have a sort of colonialist message. Oh, interesting. One of those is Thor Ragnarok. Okay, which is the idea when you have that moment in the throne room where Hela reveals the propaganda poster of, like, Odin sort of making peace with all the people, and then you find out that he actually did it through, like, savage conquest and violence, and, and she says... Odin was, in fact, a, a colonizer. Yeah, and yeah. Then the idea that, that she says, you know, oh, poor Odin, proud of what you have, ashamed of how you got it. Yes. That the idea... The problem I have, again, is, that, again, that they pay no price, or the idea that um, colonialism can fix itself while maintaining the spoils of that colonial effort. Right. Although that, the, It's one of the main differences is in that Ragnarok, Asgard and everything that was built on that colonialist foundation is destroyed. That's what I'm going to... That that was my point. Like, the Asgardians... They pay the price. They pay the price. And and, and in a way, Hela is part of that it's part, it's part colonial of, well, it's, it's their past. colonial past coming back to actually and, bite them. And, she's, yeah. and she inflicts yeah. that kind of damage. Yeah. Or, so... so so does Thor do it a little bit better? Then? Yeah, oh yeah, Thor, I agree, is better. Okay, um, in good. the sense okay. that it does not let colonialism remain innocent. It does not let colonialism sort of, oh, it'll fix itself. Right. Um, you know, yeah. that, that again, that, oh, it's well-intended, and eventually they'll figure out what they did wrong and fix things. And Thor loses an eye. And Thor, yeah, I mean, the whole thing of, of like, there is a, they do pay a price. Right. In Thor Ragnarok. That Anna and Elsa's people never pay. That the characters in Frozen 2 pay no price, and so... Now, I guess... We should acknowledge that the film was made for eight-year-olds yes. as opposed to forty-six-year-olds. Yeah. I would agree, but, but still, nonetheless, the message—it's still—it's yeah. still we're, a problem. We're still going to eviscerate this film. Yeah, right? Oh, I haven't even started. I haven't even started to eviscerate the yeah. film. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's—I mean—the moment the <laughs> the film began. Yeah. Oh yes, now he's happy. And you have the 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 their father telling the story of like their first meeting with the North Oldra. Yeah. And he's like, and we gave them a dam as a gift. I'm like, oh, that dam is not a gift. I'm like, there is no way. Right. I'm like, I can already see where this is going. Right. Um, and so I was like, oh, so we've got kind of an idea of, like, that opening scene was like, oh, so this is going to be colonial propaganda that will eventually get undercut. Yeah. Uh, but then I was sort of like, well, wait a minute. Their father, as I understand it, is the only person that got out of the Enchanted Forest when it was cut off. And, well, and the mother. And the mother. Well, I mean, of, of the, don't, yeah, the mother's a whole separate issue, but of the right. Arendelle people, he's right. the only one that got you out. Mean the white folks. So he's the one that put out this story. He had to be the source of it. Well, is he aware? He's not aware of the betrayal, is he's he? He's not aware, but it's, I still but find it a, really kind but, of problematic. Right, but in a way that's so forced yeah. that you say to yourself, could he really be... Like that obtuse. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, any number like of. The only way you can assume is he's that stupid to not realize. Oh, these add up to we protect right. them. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. it's it's. But the other and then and then the whole thing with the mother too, who mm -hmm. is apparently the only North Aldrin individual. Yes. That is not recognizably North Aldrin and looks like an Arendellian. 
So she can pass. So she can pass. And I'm like, yeah. well, that seems weird. See, now, and I'm also that he doesn't but, realize, like, he's literally on the wagon with her being yeah. taken back to Arendelle. At some point, he woke up. Yeah. How does he not know who she is? Yeah. Because there's a scene when Anna so or Elsa's doing the memories yeah. and she's yeah, like, no. I have to tell you my secret. I'm like, so the woman who eventually became queen yeah. just randomly showed up one day. Do we see him wake up with her? Maybe we she don't. Had, maybe she had left. But even and he then, woke up by himself. But even then, then, yeah, no, you're right. I'm not. Woman I don't wanna... just shows up that like the vetting process for queens seems very sketchy. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. It's not a great kingdom. It's not. A, it's not a great yeah. kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Well, the king's not very smart. Yeah. At best. Yeah. At worst, he's the antagonist along with his father. Yeah. Well, he's at least unintentionally. Yeah. But again, it gets that that idea well, it's either of, of intentional or unintentional. Yeah. But but either way, the way he in is which, the one responsible for putting out that the way in which the plotting and the storytelling is so convoluted mm-hmm. and complicated to absolve him yes. of any relationship to the colonizer mm-hmm. is a problem. Yes. Because again, it suggests well, it suggests that you can be innocent right. even if you're even if you are benefiting from the colonization because. The racial sins of our past were committed by people who owned slaves, mm-hmm. and I've never owned a slave, right. so I don't have any responsibility for exactly. it. And the and the, all the weaknesses in the plotting we're pointing out that we're pointing mm-hmm. out are ways of kind of showing how the, the lengths to which Disney has gone mm. to try to insulate the king. Yes, from well, his insulate father. Arendelle. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I, but through the king, like right. Arendelle personified by the king mm-hmm. who was also turned into this kind of unbelievable innocent. Yes. And so when people call when people of color call for reparations mm-hmm. today and we play like the king this right. sort of this feigned innocence mm-hmm. and you know like what does it have to do with us and how have right. we ever benefited right. from slavery or right. reservations mm-hmm. or westward expansion they get pissed off. Right. Yeah. Well yeah. again and again that's another phrase that the the, the problems of the or the narratively the problem I have with the film is that it sort of puts forth this idea of there is a way in which colonization can be innocent. Or at least those who have inherited the benefits right. of colonization are innocent of its sins. Or not even inherited. The king is is he was right there with them at the the get together. But even if you so. even if you accept Disney's argument that he didn't know what his dad was up to when they went yeah. up north, that he um Somehow he gets he gets knocked out right before the fighting actually begins. So he doesn't actually see. Well, he gets. I think he gets knocked. No, he sees the fighting because he sees his grandfather. Oh, he leaves though. He doesn't. He gets. But he I think he gets knocked out the, when everyone gets when the enchanted right. forest gets closed. He doesn't see the cause of the fight. No, no one does. Right. Yeah, no one sees right. that it was their grand the grandfather that. But that's tried, his that innocence, the, right? Yeah. Like that's his innocence. Like you can make this this claim. It's mm-hmm. tenuous and it's wrong. I agree with you. Yeah. But that's what Disney wants to do is mm-hmm. to make the claim that the king is innocent of any colonial sin. Right. That it doesn't pass from generation to generation. Right. Well, it's the idea that that the colonial sin is not an original sin that everyone is tainted by. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to get all biblical, but yeah, yeah I mean that's the yeah. sin that, that carries, right? Yeah. Like the idea that again, we live in a society upon which the wealth was built. Yeah in substantial ways right. by taking advantage of a whole series of different kinds of mm-hmm. and groups of right. people. And whether or not we had any direct connection to that exploitation 
right. we still are the beneficiaries of it. Which makes us complicit which in makes a us, system yeah, yeah. that we ought to have honest conversations about. Right. And there's a presidential election coming up, so I'm sure we'll I'm do sure. that Oh, because when I think honest conversations, yes. I think presidential election. Yeah, Joe Biden and Donald Trump on the stage talking about race in America. That's going to go well. Yeah, makes you – well, yeah. it'll, it'll so go that's, well for certain people. Yeah, so that's problem number one with the film. All right. All right, that's been 20 minutes. Yeah, problem number two. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that's a big foundational part of the problem. Yes, it is. Go. And then there's problem number two. Yes. Which is the depiction of the North Oldra, the indigenous people. Yes. And their complete and total lack of agency right. in the film. I can see that, yep. Because, well, number one, they're, like when they first show up, you know, you see them and you have the, the remnants of the, the palace guard and they're like facing off, and clearly there's like been this stalemate for the 34 years yeah. that they've been. There's like six palace guards. Yeah. And I'm like, so they've been in a stalemate with the entirety of the North Oldra people. And in Disney's defense, like you only see about six or eight of the North Oldra. Yeah, but too, there's but clearly right. many, many, Agreed. many, many more. Yes. Agreed. Also, in so, the 34 years that the North Oldra yes. were back, that were trapped, yes. none of them thought, hey, let's sick the rock giants on the dam. And thought, hey, you know what? Screw Arendelle. Let's drown him. Do, do they do they know that it would drown Arendelle? They, I mean, if they, yeah, I'm sure. Well, well, the, the, I think they, it would drown it because of the massive amount of water that would come right. Rushing. Oh no, no. Under normal circumstances, Arendelle would be fine. It's just right. all that damned water going down at once is the problem. Yeah, I mean, assuming they know the geography of where Arendelle is. I mean, they know it enough that they've. I mean, they've met, so they have to be somewhat aware of right. That and it's yet, it's interesting river. that the North Aldrians are always. Only in, yeah, the north. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't, as colonized people do. Yeah, they don't travel out. Yeah, people travel in. Yeah. So, yeah. but also, I'm like, why there's didn't no, there's they? not. You're that, and that even yes. and even setting aside that, in the ultimate like climax of breaking the dam and what have you, they play zero role, right? Because it's Anna, it's Elsa, and the palace guards get to show up and play a role. The North Oldra, who knows what they are doing? Well, unless you count Anna and Elsa as half North Aldrin. I do not. Why not? Um, Racially, they like genetically they are, right? Assuming their mom is actually full-blooded North Oldra. So you... Because she we, so much does not rec- rep- well, that's, uh, true. resemble I mean, we, them. We don't really... It I, makes I, me I wonder if there's more to the mom. Of, but, but also, I, yeah. Again, now, now we're writing a backstory that I don't think anybody yeah. at Disney spent the time to <laughs> yeah. actually consider. I'm not sure they considered a lot of things in this film at Disney. Yeah. Because um, there's still another issue with the North Oldra. Okay, you know what would be great? Mash up Nella Larson's passing. Oh, God. With Frozen One and a Half. Oh, Jesus. Which is the story of oh, the king and, and the North Aldrin princess that, mm-hmm. doesn't know, that nobody knows is North Aldrin. Yeah. You could do it. It would be pretty good, yeah, actually. I mean, that, and that, It'd yeah. be direct to DVD, though, probably. Oh, I'm not even sure it gets to DVD. Yeah. But if we were to write that and do a Christmas play, mm-hmm. it would be pretty good. It would be. Be pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, it seems like you have more complaints. Oh, yeah, I do have more complaints about the. So, yeah, so it's they have. Um, <laughs> See, now he's in his happy So, yeah, place. they play no. So, again, I think of that aspect of the movie, and it contrasts Black Panther. Oh, okay. Which, again, a very sort of anti-colonialist film, one in which the whole point is to give people that we normally think of as as the colonizing and the victims very much agency right um here the north old they do they do nothing except apparently hang out with Kristoff. right um yeah 
And of it, course, Kristoff is the one they would connect with. Yeah. Of all the of the uh, you know. And that they are. I mean, even even. You know, there's what is it, Ryder, who's the basically the counterpart to Kristoff. Yeah. Honey Marin, who's clearly the counterpart to Anna. Yeah. That they seem to serve no purpose but to they have no storyline but to be foils. Right. To the other characters. Well, in many ways, North Aldra is entirely a foil. Yeah. And then there's the big issue, which is the fact that every single one of the major North Aldra characters yes. is voiced by white American actors. Did not know that. I just found that out yet. Martha Plimpton is the matriarch. That's a weird casting choice. Jason Ritter is Ryder. Yeah. And Rachel Matthew Matthews, who I think was the star of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2, wow. is Honey Marin. Yeah. That they are all voiced by white American actors. I'm like, how how, how do you do that in this day and age? Maybe Disney's thinking that casting whites as the colonized is a way of flipping the narrative. Yeah, except that they do very <laughs> stereotypical yeah. kind of native yeah. people yeah. accents. Yeah. As soon as you see the 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 people up north, you realize this film's going to be problematic. I was hoping, really, that they were going to do something different. And had, then that hope was dashed yeah, pretty I had, quickly. I had zero hope. I was hoping. There's one hopeful thing in this movie. Don't Olaf. say Olaf. No. <laughs> That's it. Olaf is a beacon of racial equality. Really? And optimism. Pretty sure Olaf is a minstrel play. Uh, is he? Mm, I don't know. That feels like a reach, <laughs> but... You also just hate uh, Olaf. I do just hate Olaf. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, those were... Those, so yeah, just... Uh, I give them... A scintilla of credit for their willingness to try to tackle kind of this issue of, of colonialism, I reparations, think, and, and... I think there's a real courage. But, man, it. did they... And then the end. Oh, it's just... Oh, we haven't even... Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, is Elsa now in charge of the North she, and I believe the North so. Oldra? She is the like, queen up North like, and well, Anna is the queen I'm down like, well, South. that's and, fantastic because that's not yeah. problematic at all. Well, what they really need is a, somebody like Nyo Din Diem. I'm sorry, like who? The leader of South Vietnam under oh, American. Oh, sorry, took me a second. Under American oh. tutelage. Oh, good. But We're like going to Vietnam. They need to be Western educated and think and live and be as much like us as possible if there's hope for those people to, to sort of um, yeah. modernize. Yeah, well, well, you know what the solution the to the colonial past is? Uh, more more colonialism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More, more colonizing. Yeah, we didn't yeah, work we, the first time. Because now, again. now right. Elsa's going to be up north and apparently... But she's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hurts, doesn't uh, it? Yeah, it does. It just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's... Yeah, I just, I don't understand. Given what they, they seem to be trying to do, and, and maybe they found themselves sort of boxed in. Yeah. Um, by the fact that they were trying to do this in a movie for kids and, and couldn't actually go... And in a political context where even raising the issue is enough to risk box offers. Yeah. Box offers but yeah, it just, it, you know, they, they, they in some ways ended up boxing themselves in. Yeah. And they just, they to it To an ending that to was an ending kind that just of preordained no. and fits all too much with the old Disney. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like, at first I was hopeful, at the very beginning I was hopeful. I was like, oh, is this going to be like... Disney kind of making up for or, or right. If Frozen One was about feminine empowerment, yes, 
that this would be about a racial empowerment yes. or yeah but it only empowers the 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 ones that can pass right yeah and and, and at no cost and at no yeah i mean that's to the, those and, and, who yeah. have benefited forever yeah. from and the idea that we can fix the sins of our colonial past without any sort of cost to us but it is kind of is new, exactly right? why we are where we are but it is kind of a new idea that native cultures are more mystical yeah. Is that another racial problem yeah, in the film? That's yeah. totally new. Yeah, yeah, they've never been associated with things like shaman or... In fact, if you were to go Pocahontas. read All <laughs> New, All Different... Yes, a gra- a history of race in the American superhero from the University of Texas You would see that Press. kind of what Disney's doing with Native American culture here yeah. is very much what American pop culture has done with Native American culture oh, yeah. for... Ever. You know, yeah, as long as they could, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Also, it does, yeah. I'm not sure it made sense to me. I'm like, okay, so I get that nature was angry at the violence of the, the battle. Right. But why did nature blame everyone and not the colonizers? Right. Like, it feels like the North Older were kind of punished for no real reason. Well, God doesn't really take sides, right? Oh, God, I'm pretty sure God takes sides. But why do the colonizers always win, then? Yeah, well, because God is... Divine mandate. Kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> so here's a question for you. But yeah, so those are those yeah. are. I just you know, uh, yeah. It's yeah. just uh, the more I think about the movie, the more kind of enraged I get at it. And I'm like, oh, right. And if then it didn't find, have Olaf, then, it would be just a disaster. And then and then find yeah. And then the white actors all playing the North Older roles. I'm like, how how? Also, why is nobody talking about that? Like I've seen nothing about that. Because Martha Plimpton needs a job. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. That's a name I hadn't heard in a long time. I know, and that's the thing. I, was, I looked. I was looking at the Wikipedia real quick, and I saw, you know, Yelena played by Martha Plimpton. I'm like, that's not Martha Plimpton, Martha Plimpton. Mm-hmm. And I click on the link. I'm like, no, oh, no, it is. Mar-. I'm like, and yeah. Oh. So the LA Times actually asked if the film was too political. Oh yeah, there's been. Uh, I've got one from uh, National Review and from Slate. Yeah. So, uh, but real quick, complaining about the the radical nature of the film. Yeah, the the LA Times beyond the racial stuff, you know praises um, Anna's song about grief and how to battle through depression, the next right thing. I saw some things about that, yes. Um, But also talks about how the film was almost prescient in forecasting the OK Boomer meme. Hmm. Uh, Their argument being that the way in which the princess's um, forefathers made a mess of the environment Hmm. is a thinly veiled kind of political statement about the way in which we are handing our kids an environment that is on the the, the tipping point of mm. catastrophe. That feels very stretchy to me. Well, it was the L.A. Times. So, yeah, that so. feels like a well, because I mean, because well, in point of fact, but also kind of justified in a way. Well, but the only well, people true. that I mean, yeah. the only people yeah. that know about the dam are Anna and Elsa, and the people who made it. Right, but that's but the the environmental legacy remains. They all have to live in that world that was bequeathed them by people who destroyed the environment. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I see okay, that. Okay, boomer. I don't know if I see that yeah. as much as no, I see the, your the fault, colonial. Sir. Not your fault. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not sure I just see that. In the, I'm not sure I see that Us legacy. Just fix it for you. I don't see that legacy as clearly in the film. Rich, what's your plan for fixing the environment? Uh, now that you said the millennials are going to fix, I'm just curious. I, I'd like to hear his political. Rich is a millennial, isn't he? Technically, yes. Okay. It starts in 1980. So he's an old millennial. Wait, it starts in 1980? I believe. You sure that's not... No, well, I guess... No, Gen X is still in the 80s. Hang on. 
Yeah, I think you're. I'm new. Gen X. Well, I'm Gen X. I, so, but I don't know. When does Gen X end? I thought millennials were closer to like you know the millennium. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Because I'm gonna see a infographic about the years, and it's like, oh, I am technically a millennial. I'm not saying you're not a millennial. I just think 1980 is. 81 to 96, according to this. Wow, Rich was right. Gen X is 61 to 81. Huh? That's interesting. Okay, so Rich is a millennial. Yes. So what's your fix? I'm just going to wait for everyone on the planet to die. You know, they'll let Mother Nature fix itself. One of those kind of zombie apocalypse things. Probably the most likely outcome. Yeah. Hey, before we move to fair or foul real quickly, Mm -hmm. what's Frozen 3 going to be about? I want you to plot Frozen 3. God. So they've done Civil War. Gender. They've done race. Oh God, is it class? Is it? Sexuality? Could be. There is a whole thing about Elsa as kind of a, a queer icon that uh, Disney refuses to acknowledge. Well, there so was that a, was from one. There was a lot of controversy about that, mm-hmm. which I have trouble wrapping my head around because how do we know? Well, I don't think anyone knows, but the idea I think was that they let it go song specifically was about like kind of coming out of the closet and stuff well so i think i mean from that mm-hmm. point but not literally coming out of the closet well no but the well, idea but about being her true well self. but i mean yeah. she did but she, i mean she was literally kept a, hidden in the castle yeah right for a long time so you think of the and castle as a closet herself, right right but that's what i mean like so I mean, maybe I can see Rich's point. There's like a metaphorical coming yeah. out of the closet that might be applied to yeah. uh, uh, a sexuality yeah. as well. But on the other hand, I'm like, oh, just she doesn't have a boyfriend, so she must be gay. Yeah, but that's, that's a not, problematic way of thinking about the way world, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that is a woman without a man that you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I, 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 so I guess it could be. Like, sexuality would make sense. Yeah. Although I don't think Disney would ever touch that in class. Would yeah, I'm sense. not sure. Yeah. Oh, God. I could see them doing class. Oh, maybe they'll just try race again. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like them to do, like, supply-side economics. Oh, that'll <laughs> be fun. Supply-side economics. Well, they're in charge. It's the invisible hand of the market. Well, trickle down. Yeah. It'll be like a well, literally, because she makes frozen water, so it would trickle down. And the dam breaks, and the water trickles. Yeah. And you know what? Water has memory. Does it? How do yeah. you know that? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was emphasized once or twice in the I film. don't remember that. It must have been a very subtle point. It was very point. subtle. It, it was a very, very subtle, subtle point. And by the way, I don't think that's scientifically true. What is? That water has memory. No, I'm pretty sure that's not okay. true in, in any any way. So I brought a list of my favorite Olaf quotes. I thought you were going to do fair or foul. But I think we should do fair or foul instead. Okay. They're not my favorite. <laughs> I, I looked at best Olaf quotes. There are none, so we're done. All right, we so we, we'll skip that part. We've got, I don't know, five minutes, yeah. ten minutes? We can do some fair or foul. Let's do some fair or foul. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I've got one for you. Yes. This is from Angie Doll of the Mary Sue. Dad, you just made up all those words. No, I did not. Quote, if we had to choose one hero of Frozen 2, yes. it's Anna. It's her idea to break the dam because she realizes Arendelle will have no future if she doesn't make things right. What? Oof. The first part seemed right. I think mm. Anna is meant to be the hero of the film. Um, I'm not sure the second part really carries mm. water. Yeah, uh, carries water. Hey. They almost all died. That theory's yeah. all wet. Yeah. yeah, that's an idea that doesn't float. Yeah. Yep. It's drowning in hopefulness. Mm. How about this one? 
This is from Brian Lowry of CNN. Okay. Quote, because the first movie generated such a bracing gust of enthusiasm, mm -hmm. Frozen 2 will inevitably be nitpicked and judged against those lofty standards. Mm -hmm. Still, there's plenty to enjoy for those willing to chill out. Oh. And yes, let the past go. Mm. But that's like explaining, that's describing every See, sequel to a movie. He's game. really described us inevitably nitpicking and judging it. Yes, lofty yes. standards. Yes. <laughs> Still, there's a lot to enjoy if you just chill out and mm -hmm. let the past go. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna go with foul on that one. I just, I, the film, I really enjoyed Frozen 1. Yeah. Maybe because I saw it with Hope when she was like eight years old, yeah. um, and it was like, it was the movie that hit oh, at yeah. the right time in my life. Um, but even, I don't know that I'm judging it against the last one. Mm -hmm. When I say it just didn't feel as engaging to me. Yeah. I never really felt drawn into the film yeah. as I sat and watched it. Maybe I'm tired. I felt that way about movies a lot lately. Yeah. So I've got another one. Yeah. This is from Inku Kong of Slate.com, if you thought the previous names were yeah. made up. Okay, but Slate. I've heard of Slate. Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, their article is, is on the, the reparations element of the film. Quote, the idea that we should be willing to annihilate any and all current institutions, including the only poem some people have known. Oh, nice. I like this. I like to this correct historical from. atrocities yeah. sure is uh, lofty. Framing reparations in this zero-sum way feels both simplistic and possibly counterproductive toward actual justice. I think there's actually a lot of fairness in that. Yeah. Um, it started, I, th I thought it was going to be a little too right wing mm. for me but where it went where it ends up i think is a fairly commonsensical point in terms of if we frame the conversation about reparations in this country mm -hmm. as zero sum mm -hmm. that to make good or to to repair what the damage done in the past we have to destroy everything as it currently mm -hmm. exists means that racial justice is not going to get done mm -hmm. so so there's there's there is some truth Mm -hmm. In that, um, that my complaint at the beginning that I think still holds though the idea that just white conscience is enough mm -hmm. is the problem in the film. See, that's the problem. Is that I, yeah. I actually disagree with this. Yeah. On almost every single way. Okay. Because we're talking about the zero sum way. Yeah. In a fictional universe. Right. The movie's not saying this is what we need to do in reality. Right. The movie is saying, just as Thor Ragnarok yeah. is not saying this is what we need to do, it is making us think about the ways in which we are implicated in but these the institutions. the problem with the movie is it says just thinking about it is enough. Just, just oh, acknowledging yeah. That, yeah. is enough, and it's not. Yeah, so it's not that I'm making the argument that the movie's right. But the idea that we can only repair by destruction is maybe not the only way to think about it. And that's it, how the movie frames. It does, but I don't have a problem with framing the question in the fictional universe as we have to wipe everything out right. to get us to think beyond the limits of what we're going to do in reality. I would agree with that if the film didn't dodge the entire thing at the end by saying just oh, thinking does. about it was enough. Yeah, it does dodge it. But I would so, say, but, I, but for me to, to condemn the film as too radical in that it's suggesting 
that in order to achieve reparations in the real world, we have to tear everything down. Yeah. I think the movie in tearing, well, or in, in gesturing towards tearing everything mm-hmm. down or... or or, or in Thor yeah. Ragnarok, the way I don't think Thor Ragnarok is suggesting we have to tear all the institutions down. Right. But I think by tearing the institutions down in Thor Ragnarok, in the film. it's making us start to think about ways in which we may need to rethink institutions and structures in reality. I hear what you're saying. And I totally agree that we have to rethink institutions and structures. Yeah. That I don't disagree with. The problem is I don't think the film ever really contemplates destruction. No, the film doesn't. That, that the film... Um, You're right. Frozen 2 doesn't. That the way, the way Frozen 2 handles that material right. is to kind of suggest some people might say we need to destroy everything, mm-hmm. but we don't. All we need to do is think pretty thoughts. Right. And it'll be okay. Right. And I see truth or fairness in that quote because I think it's somewhere in between those two extremes of destru- total destruction and only happy thoughts. I'm not sure it is based on kind of having read the entire article. Okay. Because, um, I mean, the article, in some ways, he seems to literally think Frozen 2 is suggesting we tear everything down. Well, I think that's not. In I, reality. Right. Which, which, which is not, which, number one, it's not doing. Frozen 2 makes the exact opposite argument. Yeah. We don't have to yeah, destroy exactly. anything. Well, I, but, I also, but also the idea no that a work of required. fiction suggesting the zero-sum game Right. To make us maybe think more radically about what we need to do in reality, which is what he's objecting to. I hear where you're coming from. With I have no problem with fiction pressing us in a, the extreme yes. argument to get us to have a conversation about the space that fills the in-between. Right. Totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then there's Kyle Smith of the National Review. Oh, boy. Yeah, because he obviously wrote an article, and he actually cites the Slate.com as evidence that his position was not too radical. Yeah. Um, Quote, But it appears the writing staff are a gang of eager progressives who are so blinded by guilt about America's past that they didn't see the huge problem they created for themselves. Sometimes the left's enthusiasm for making amends for ancient iniquity looks like random punishment directed at innocent living people. Disney typically contents itself with selling a sort of mushy, be-nice liberalism, but Frozen 2 may presage a turn to storylines that celebrate extremism. Are you ready for woke Disney? Oh, Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I I think that, number one, this is feel-good liberalism. It is. It's 100% feel-good. This is nothing more. I think that, if anything, the idea of a woke Disney is only suggesting the way in which the cultural conversation has shifted on the political spectrum here. Yeah. As we move further and further right, what was once feel-good liberalism looks more and more and more like some kind of radical. radical. Yeah. Like there's nothing feel-good about saying what I think that writer might very well believe. As long as I say like slavery was bad in mm-hmm. the past, we're good. Mm-hmm. Like it's... It's fixed. The pro- like the problem with this film is exactly the opposite of what he or she is arguing. Yeah, no, it's not. The film the, is the, not the, nearly it's as not radical. It's not that it's too radical. No. Or that, it, that these are that these progressives are too eager. Right. Is that these progressives are eager to talk about a subject that they're unable or unwilling to fully address. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. With or it. they're they're unable or unwilling to fully address without. Um, 
fully recognizing the implications of what that would mean. Because they don't want to step beyond their feel-good liberalism. Yeah, or, be, or because they don't, all new or world they, difference. they don't want to upset the status quo, right. which is the problem with liberalism historically. Is that which is it founded wanted, on a feel-good liberalism. Which is that it wanted to change things on an individual level, but did not want to deal with systemic changes to deal with racism and inequality. That it's a problem of conscience. Yeah as opposed to, to which has been the problem with post-war liberalism since World War II That's, which you can discover if you read All New All Different A History of Race in the American it Superhero it feels like we're shamelessly promoting but this present. is really we got our first fan letter so clearly it's connecting yeah with people um, well with person a person but well it's, yeah. it's hey we're up to 14 libraries nice it's got to start somewhere but I think um, for all of the rights complaints about leftist snowflakeism, mm -hmm. the rights inability to hear a film like this without getting really, really kind of melty mm -hmm. in response to it suggests mm -hmm. that the problem of like thin skinnedness yeah. is at best shared by both liberals and conservatives. Yeah. And that um, you can't say anything that disagrees with the National Review without being labeled woke, woke and thus diminished and reified mm -hmm. and turned into a stereotype and a caricature yeah. instead of an honest conversation right. about the weight of our racial sin in this mm -hmm. country and how to address it. Right. Because that's that, what we I'm, ought to do. Yeah. But neither Frozen, no. the eager progressives, nor National Review, you know, holding the line on Americanism, yeah. neither one of them is actually willing. Yeah to have a conversation about it. Yeah. I think in some ways, if I'm giving credit to the writers of Frozen, too, yeah. I think they may have gone in it with the intention yes. of some of that honesty, Yeah, but very quickly found them boxed in by where that, because that honesty leads you to Arendelle gets destroyed. Well, and then and then you have maybe the North Older and Arendellians coming together to build a mutual society, right. I don't know. The, but, the, um, but the question is, and we, we'll never know intent, Yeah was did they come hoping for more and find themselves boxed in by corporate and political constraints? Yeah. Or did they come as quote-unquote progressives in the American tradition imagining that this was in fact a progressive message? Yeah. They did apparently consult some First Nations people on hmm. their depiction. And then ignore everything? I'm not sure. Because the film does credit the, uh, the Sami, I think is the, it's S-A-M-I. Okay. Um, I've seen a, a blog post about how, like, oh, you know, we tried to do better because like they talked to him after the second or the first film. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, to me, well, because the first film was critiqued for how white it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I is nice that we found the one black, the two black people in Arendelle. Right. Um, well, there, there's a kind of tokenism to the the multicultural Arendelle that gets yeah. promoted that probably is questionable too. Well, and, and again, it's the flip side too of, of, you know, Singer's argument about the way in which comics sort of represent sort of diversity with, with false images of it, like the, the yellow and the green and the orange aliens. Yeah. I'm not sure diversity and hybridity that is entirely depicted as white is any better. Right. Agreed. Which makes me think that the where Frozen came from was less a more radical vision, mm. but instead the more sort of standard American vision mm -hmm. of feel-good liberalism. Feel-good liberalism, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I think Frozen 2 is a, a pretty terrific exemplar of mm -hmm. a feel-good liberalism. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's 100%. I mean, particularly when you think of the idea of liberalism, particularly as, it, as it's been defined as 
you know, wanting to look at the problems related to race as entirely individual and intentional. So the problem yeah. is the grandfather. Right. Yes. Who it's, was clearly evil. And individual. But even his son is, as we've talked about, distanced from that evil. Yeah. And his, his granddaughters are or completely innocent, yeah. right? They are complete innocents in yeah. this racial violence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but do not, and so we need to get rid of them, but we don't need to change the structures of right. American society or, or Arendellian society. Right, and in fact, once we're past the grandfather and we get rid of the magical barrier, no, everything is the problem. Everything's good. Everything's good. Elsa just took over the North, so I'm sure she's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, the North Oldra, I'm sure they're fine with it because yep. I'm sure they, they got a say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Clearly they have lots of agency in this. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it seems like at yeah. the end of the day, and they all live totally happily ever after. Not on this podcast, however. <laughs> no. It seems like we're all leaving. I mean, you started pouty, then you got happy because <laughs> you, you were complaining, pouty. but now you seem unhappy again oh, as you critique imagine. what's wrong with American society. And as so. I'm critiqued for my poutiness. And bitterness and cynicism. It's the poutiness that really works. And now we have 15 minutes of Olaf. Ugh. <laughs> Olaf quotes, number one of 28. <laughs> God, how many do you have? I have an entire page. What was your favorite Olaf quote? I don't have one, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you like Olaf, but there's nothing you can you know quote. What, you know what my favorite quote was? I think I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite oh my quote. I was like, oh, oh. thank, please God. 